The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. The Retirement Clinic is on WISN with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Your host today, plural hosts. That's hard to say. Marie McFarland is in the studio. Good. Welcome good back, morning. Marie. Good morning to you. And we have the founder with us, Jeff Kowal. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. Great to have both of you on the show. Jeff Kowal, of course, um, we talk about the anniversary of this show. I, Jeff, was it 22 years? You bet. Uh, just before 9-11, and uh, we've been doing it since then, Retirement Clinic, The Retirement Clinic. It's always surprising to me the level of sophistication of the listeners and the uh, amount of the, the, the types of things they want us to cover. They all want us to cover the basic stuff. They got all that, except every once in a while we have to remind people that we are the retirement specialists, and those rules are changing all the time. So that's what we're here for every Saturday, and then Monday through Friday we also do a business reports at three o'clock and five o'clock news blocks on WISN. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jeff, Monday through Friday during the Belling Show, those market updates. But uh, Marie, when it comes time to doing a deep dive, I don't like that term. Why do I use it? <laughs> it sounds good. It does sound good. I overuse it. A deep dive, which is what we're going to do into retirement. This show, The Retirement Clinic, on Saturdays does just that. A lot coming up on the program. A few events. Jay Weber, our own morning guy, is going to host one of them uh, in late October. And we'll give you details on that. A really good show next week. They're all good. But we have a special guest we'll promote. And the thekowalway.com is a website you can go for all the locations and information. And if you've got a question, thekowalway.com. The wealth management and preservation segment coming up. The boss segment for business owners. But Marie, we start with the topic that you have chosen. Yes, we're going to start with a checklist for individuals age 50 to 55 or seven to 10 years prior to retirement. But before I jump into that, you had mentioned the event with Jay Weber. Just want to give you guys the heads up so you can go check it out immediately. Um, It's happening on Thursday, October 6th, starting at 5.30 until 7. The title is Planning for the Unexpected During Uncertain Times, so very fitting for what's going on in the world today. The panel of experts will discuss topics such as the state of the economy, navigation, between market volatility, the upcoming 2024 election, how to safeguard your financial plan, and much more. It's a free event, so you don't need to worry about that, but you do need to register as seats are limited. So if you need more information and to reserve your seat, visit thekowalway.com. That's K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Again, great opportunity for you to get more understanding about what's happening currently and how it affects you and your financial plan. So you don't want to miss it. It's Go a sign up. Complimentary event, uh, but you do need to sign up. Now it's at the Milwaukee Marriott West. It's held on Thursday, October 26, 5:30 to 7. So a little over an hour. You got a chance to engage a Q&A. Jay Weber yes. will moderate. Yes. It's a great event, so go check it out. And then also while you're on our website, there's a lot of other events, so just click the events page. Um, and like you had mentioned, right, tune in for next week for our special guest, Talking Medicare. 
Yeah, Medicare next week, and Jeff will talk more about that. But, okay, what is it that we shall begin with today, Marie? So, my checklist, and it's not an article I found. It's just my own personal (laughs) I created. So, it's my article. Um, So, when we're looking and working with clients who are about, I'd say, 10 to 15 years pre-retirement or ages 50 to 55, but truly it'll pertain to everybody. Um, I wanted to give an idea of, okay, what should you be accomplishing? We know you can't accomplish everything in one meeting. So kind of on a yearly basis, what should be your check-in? Now, the first thing, so the first thing off your checklist is find us, your fiduciary advisor. That would say is the most important because then we can start helping you create a plan that fits your needs and your objectives for retirement. We hear that term a lot, but we need to stress every what does fiduciary mean? We act in the best interest of our clients at all times. So that's a fiduciary. There you go. Um so working with us to help create your plan, and again, that pertains to all retirement topics. Um even if you have less than 10 years, though I do want to stress that that's okay. It's still an important time to start connecting and setting a precedent for what your retirement will look like. But it is advantageous to meet more than 10 years out. Um, But I would say this is kind of a sweet spot because we can make tweaks and we still have time to make tweaks before you retire. And to stress, this is just getting together with you 10 years out. The planning itself, your retirement plan, that should begin as soon as you possibly can. Yes, I agree. If you're getting your first job, they offer that 401k, you're 22. We always stress you you get that started. Yep. And again, it's never too late. No, that's just <laughs> it. So maybe you are 55 and thinking, you know, it's too late. I'm just going to for, forego a retirement plan. Yes. Or maybe you're 70 and you're still working and you don't plan on retiring for another 10 years. So, right, the age doesn't matter. It's just truly having that, starting to have your retirement picture and what that maps out. So that leads to my second check. Um, so the first thing you would want to do, obviously, is meet with us. So that's kind of 10-year or 7-year, whichever one you want to follow. Um, but the second checklist is going to be a, be creating a picture of what retirement looks like to you and your significant other. And most importantly, what are you going to do? Right? That's such a hard concept. But also for... fun and exciting, right? Yes. Fun and exciting, but I know it's a, I mean, if I don't have things to do on a daily basis, I feel like... Climbing in the walls? Yes. Do you get it... restless? <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, so I have said this to uh, Jeff over the years, I, and this is probably naivete, and I'm close to this age group. I'm 57. So 50 to 55, you're 10 years away from retirement. Would you be bored? I've always said there's no way I would be bored. I've said that to you, Jeff, several times, and yet you said experience with clients over the years, Jeff, they can get bored. It's a sudden change, correct? They don't have... Uh, they have time available at this time. They don't realize that they had all the stuff that they were doing on Saturdays and on weekends is now spread out through the entire week. And sometimes I hear, you know, I have nothing planned for today and I didn't even get that done. So it's, it's a, a conundrum. You know, you want to make sure that you have plans in retirement. You want to make sure that you have some friendships, relationships, activities, um, because you're right. For most of us, it's pretty abrupt when you stop working. The other part of it, and we just discussed this with a couple of clients last week, they were both working their entire lives and now they stop working. Where's the paycheck come from? 
they were used to getting this and they were thinking, I'm really nervous about that. They're both ready to retire, but they're wondering where they're going, where their check is going to come from. So even though they have enough assets, plenty of assets, we want to make sure that regular income is coming in so that it feels sort of like the same and they have regular income and they're not calling us all the time for a check here and a check there. Yes, so that's exactly great creating that picture of what does income look like and what am I going to be doing with my time. Another one we run into clients with quite often is, um, that's why I say start the picture early, is because sometimes the spouses don't have the same plan. Right, some one person might want to be a snowbird, and the other person has no interest in being a snowbird. Um, so at least you can start having those conversations. And- you would you would think you would kind of have those along the way, but I think this is a it's just an observation that um, I thought you were going to do more in retirement. In other words, you're just sitting around on the couch every day watching the view or something. That's not what I envision retirement being. Correct, but some people do. In all fairness, that's fine. And that's okay, <laughs> yeah. but you should communicate yes. and have that plan. What if you want to travel? Yeah. Buy an RV. Well, I don't want to buy an RV, but I've always kind of had that in my back. My wife said, absolutely, are we? Never are buying an RV. <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> perfect conversation is that some people see one thing and another person sees something completely different. And so if you have never had sat down and had that conversation of what does our retirement look like, right? each person has their own definition, then you can start planning of, okay, if we do want an RV, does that one year where what that one person wants an RV and we take the trips or is it for the first five years, right? All those different um, ways that you can accomplish. A big one is person. also real estate. Where are we live? Are we yes. downsizing? That's another question. So where will we live? Exactly. And downsizing is a little tough right now, right? So you're selling your house for premium, but also paying a premium, which might be the same cost for something smaller, or you have to put money into it to fix it up to what you want. So an understanding of, yes, where location-wise will you want to live, and will you stay in your house all of retirement? Borrowing money has obviously gotten more expensive. We all know that mortgage rates have gone up. Mm -hmm. And most people don't want to be in debt when they retire. It's a very common feeling that most people do not want to take on additional debt when they retire. So going back to it, creating a picture. What does that look like for you? Is it a new house? Is it living somewhere else? Is it multiple homes? Um, What hobbies are you doing? What do you want to accomplish? And then creating a plan that works for both individuals. The third check is going to be your money check and your estate planning check. So again, time-wise, eight years out, but essentially you're gauging where I am from a saving standpoint. Um, how much do I currently have saved? What does that equate to from a cash flow standpoint? So again, I know we've talked about this before, but we work with our clients to get an understanding, okay, here are my assets today. Here's the income I expect to need in retirement. How am I progressing towards my goals? And then making tweaks at that point, right? So maybe if we need they're to necessary, increase. right? Yep increase uh, savings, or we may need to switch savings from one bucket to another. Um, And then your estate planning. So making sure you have, again, the conversation with your significant other of what's important to us if anything were to happen to us, where do we want our assets to go? And getting that conversation started and implemented is going to be important in the early years before. I, I know this is a week away. Next week's show is a good example about Medicare. 
We'll spend a whole hour talking to an expert on the program about it. That's just healthcare is very important in retirement. Everything you mentioned is huge. You always cite your source, whether it's Forbes or Kiplinger's. The source is you. It's Marie McFarland. What we've experienced with clients. <laughs> Real life, what you've done. You're a certified financial planner, a CFP, at the Kowal Investment Group. And so far, this advice is spot on. I'm in this age group. These are things I think about. Yes. And taxes. So, I mean, we always think of taxes every year. It's not a <laughs> use it one year and never think of it again. But this is a good check-in to say, okay, I'm saving 30000 into my 401k. Am I doing all pre-tax savings? Is that being tax efficient for current? And are we thinking tax efficiency for the future? So it could be a situation where the cost of the 401k, the Roth side, may be advantageous to accomplish some other goals that we have in retirement. Um, and so really getting an understanding of what those differences look like and how we're going to make tweaks to achieve what your objectives are. The hard part is when we listen to all of the media and we do our own research on Google and we have a Roth conversions are for every single person and contributing to a Roth 401k is, you know, you have to. And that's not truly always the case. It really depends on what your goals are and what's your tax bracket and where you think taxes are going to go. So being efficient with taxes prior to retirement is so important. Um, And I can think of so many examples where I've worked with clients where I'm like, man, if we would have worked together 10 years before this, I could have made some really good adjustments to not be in a situation where our only bucket is pre-tax money and it increases your income and your tax bracket and you pay more You can't go back in time. Yes. Uh, But Marie, Marie, you stress it's never too late to start that retirement plan. But as evident by your opening segment, there's a lot of moving parts in a retirement plan. Correct. Tax is just one little part. Yep. And all of my years, right, check this out every single year, truly... I'm going to surprise you, but at the end, I tell you we do this every year, right? So it's all these things happen every single year. Um, the fourth one is going to be overhaul on your benefits and insurances. And so what I mean by this is um, when you signed up for your benefits plan at work, it was probably when you had kids on the plan and, you know, you probably picked the cheapest one, gave you the best benefit, right? All of those things. You probably always kept it the, the way it was is the way it is. Same thing with the insurances. So that's life insurance, disability, all of those good things. And so what we're going to do is make sure that we have an understanding of, okay, what are our goals today and for retirement for your health benefits, your life insurance, your long-term care, and make sure you're on the right plan. One big one I see is if there's an opportunity to be on a high deductible health plan and there's not a ton of health concerns and you tend to not max out your out-of-pocket, it may be advantageous to switch to a high-deductible health plan so we can open up a health savings account and start funding um, that account for retirement. Yes. And again, next week, as we talked about Medicare, right? If you retire before age 65, Marie, and your benefits are gone because you don't work there anymore, you have to have health insurance. Yes. And it's a costly expense. And so- That ties into this too, understanding, okay, what age are we retiring and where are we planning on taking money from to pay for those health insurance premiums? Um, Life insurance is a big topic. I would say I find working with clients that 
most of us, and myself included, right, I have this mentality or we have this mentality that we need life insurance. Well, we have a house, mortgage, we have kids, all these things. And then as soon as we get close to retirement, we no longer need life insurance. And that isn't always the case. Because if you both retire, so you have a spouse and you both retire at the same time and one person passes, let's say right away, unfortunately, that really changed the game from an income distribution standpoint and a tax standpoint. Right? Yeah, hypothetically, let's just say it's a younger age, 58, 59, 60, husband passes away and there is no life insurance. Yes. Wow. That could right? create a different type of plan, whereas if we had life insurance to help out in that situation... And again, it's one of those topics where people, it's just a mentality we were kind of educated to have where once you are, the kids are out of the house, yep. you have your mortgage paid off, right? You have no debts, you don't need life insurance. And that's, again, not always the case. Um, and it's not necessarily need. It's the situation where it would be beneficial to have to protect the assets that you've worked so hard to build, especially when you guys, when you retire, it's those first few years five years, seven mm -hmm. years that are most impactful for the other, the surviving spouse. They go from the married filing jointly tax bracket to the not so fun single tax bracket. Well, they're, And, and they're different. grieving. So emotions, maybe anxiety, stress. Now you enter a financial uh, picture that may not be as rosy if yes. you don't have that life insurance. And as long as Jeff, I, your thoughts real quickly, uh, life insurance we've talked about over the years. And every case is different, but I think Marie's right, Jeff. Some people think, well, when I get near that retirement age, I don't really need life insurance. Or Jeff, do we? Well, it's interesting because we, well, first of all, whenever Marie is on, I always hear afterwards, let Marie talk more. So I'm, I'm letting Marie talk <laughs> more. There's good reason for that because there's a lot of wisdom that comes out of it. Uh, the insurance that we find that a lot of our clients are buying more insurance in, in retirement, but that's a key point that Marie brings up in that, we address all areas of planning at, at the Kowal Investment Group. If you're close to already in retirement, we do the taxes as she mentioned to you. And that really devastating when uh, you go from a joint tax bracket to a single tax bracket when you didn't even think that that could happen. Well, it does happen when one spouse passes away. We address the estate planning, uh, making sure your wills are up to date, especially with a blended family, especially with kids and grandkids, uh, especially with a retirement plan. A lot of times, when you roll over your 401k to us, we'll walk you over to the attorney and get your wills and trust done right away. Make sure that that gets distributed properly. So there's a lot of good things here that Marie mentioned. Um, she she was shy about the cash flow projection. She's very good at that. That's You know, you don't want to eyeball it as you approach retirement and say, well, I think I have enough. No, you have to be sure you have enough. Now, Marie does a great job with the cash flow projections. I was talking with a real estate guy and you know, we were talking a little bit about inventory and Marie touched on that as well. And the last thing is that what I took out of what Marie is saying and what you guys were talking about is that Dawn is probably not going to get a seasonal rental in a Yogi Bear campground. You're not buying an RV and traveling the world in an RV. Is that right, Paul? Jeff, you are spot on. We are not going to be getting an RV and <laughs> See, you talk about communication, Marie. She communicated that to me. She made it very clear. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody's got different goals in retirement. Some people just do nothing or golf. And, you know, I just want to kind of 
take a big breath because I've been working for the last three or four decades. So I thought very good stuff from from Jeff Kowal and Marie McFarland before the break. You've got more. These are personal things you've done over the years. You're a certified financial planner with your clients. Correct. Kind of learn from these things. Yes. And a timeline to go along with it. But again, spoiler alert. At the end, I was going to tell you, we do all these things every single year. So it's not necessarily tied to the years out from retirement, but just to make it fun. Um, So the fifth one is going to be kind of six years out is investments. Now, most of the time when you start your investment portfolio, so clients that I start working with, you know, that um, are probably in their late to mid 40s are pretty aggressive with their investment portfolio. They just started investing and they kind of kept it as is, never really took a peek at anything. And so here I would say we're going to start getting streamlined and make sure you're invested appropriately for your objectives and goals today, but also keeping in mind that retirement might be six, five, four, three years away from now. Um, I I wouldn't say this necessarily means you have to make changes. Again, it's just understanding, okay, what are the objectives? What's our time horizon? And does our investment strategy still align with those things? A good um, thing to always keep in mind, too, as we're getting closer to retirement, and unfortunately, it's a situation where I've had with quite a few clients, but it's a forced retirement, right? So you've been planning to work until 65, and unfortunately, the company had other plans, and you were only allowed to work till 63 and they asked you to retire. So keeping that in mind and job stability and understanding what that looks like is important when it comes to investment allocation as well. Uh, My next one is going to be number six, about five years out. We're doing the money check again. So we're understanding, okay, we're about three to four years from retirement. We want to make sure, are we maxing out our current contributions? Are we being efficient when it comes to savings? And are we oversaving? So sometimes it's a situation- We can (laughs) oversave, Marie? (laughs) I ran into this recently where um, I had a couple come in and they max out everything and then save quite a bit of money each year. And, you know, the one person- one of the spouses said it was important that they take their kids and grandkids to Disney. And I was like, well, what's holding you back? You know, like realizing how much they're saving. Well, we need to focus on our retirement. And I said, I think I can show you a way to unwind a little and enjoy some money today with still having, um, you know, not worrying about spending it today and not having it tomorrow. And so really getting that peace of mind. You mentioned grandkids. These are things you dream about in retirement, doing these things. Now you get there. Don't feel guilty. Yes. You've earned it, is yes. your point. Oversaving. Yeah. I, I yeah. have ran into that quite a, quite a bit. I mean. Enjoy it. Yes. Enjoy it. Especially if there's things that will bring you lots of joy yeah. that you might not be able to do in the future. Um, so that's one area I would say we, you know, do the money check again. We're just reviewing, making sure we're on track. Um, again, looking, okay, we're maxing out what we can, we're being tax efficient and, or are we making sure we're not saving too much? The next one's going to be four years out income distribution. So Jeff hit on this a little bit before, but understanding where my income's going to come from. So once the paycheck stops, Where does the paycheck come from after that? And essentially, it's Social Security, understanding the strategies involved. 
pensions. The earliest we can take social is? 62. Okay, that's a biggie. Could be the best bet for some people. Could not be the best bet for some people. So looking at what all of those pieces you have work together, how that puzzle piece fits, um, understanding RMDs, when they'll start for you, inheritance. So we run into this quite a bit with our clients. Um, you're in your 50s and 60s and you start inheriting assets from your parents. You're in your peak earning years. So from a tax standpoint, it makes projecting for retirement a little bit different and all those pieces can like work together to create a nice income distribution without paying too much. And inheritance, it, it, I mean, it's nice, right? That's There might be something there for you. I know you never should plan on it because things in life change, right? Agreed, yes. You, you never know how long your parents are going to live. Agreed. Right? It's a weird topic to always think it's, about. It can be very awkward. Yes. Uh, but then again, it's part of a, a, a sound retirement plan. Yes. And I know there's a huge tax ramification too. So it's, it's working with an advisor that knows how to do these things. And Maria and I, I we got a break soon, but I know you want to kind of tie this this up. This is a good segment. Again, the okay. source is Marie McFarland. Yes. <laughs> now, my next one is Test Drive. So I found out that there are quite a few companies that allow sabbaticals. And so maybe you take a six-month or four-month or one-month, whatever the company's offering, sabbatical, and test out your retirement. You still get a portion of your pay. So long story short, I think it's a cool opportunity, maybe a year or two before you retire, to try and test it out and see what Boy, you do with your time. if they allow that, it's, it's ideal. Yes. If not, take a, a nice vacation and see how you like sitting around. Yes, right? that's true. But more than a week, because a week's not enough time no, to like not. really test drive. Nope. And then two years out, repeat all steps, right? Spoiler alert, repeat everything. Um, and then the year of retirement, retire, be happy, and rinse and repeat all of the back steps every single year as we progress through and that's retirement. The, that's the beginning of it. But in retirement, you don't stop the planning, Marie. Correct. You, I mean, it. you need it the most, especially when you retire because you have so many things changing. Um, and you need our help to kind of navigate what's best for you. Certified financial planner Marie McFarland on the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. We also have Jeff Kowal with us, who after the break, Jeff, give us a little a tease into your topic. Well, uh, a lot of times, just to wrap up what, what Marie, just touching on that, when she says start playing 10 years out, you never know what's going to happen to you. You might be asked to leave early. You might need to stay late. That's a reason to see Marie, that far in advance. And for us, and for my uh, information today, inherited IRAs may surprise non-spouse beneficiaries. So if, uh, some of the rules are pretty easy with spouse as a beneficiary of your IRA. But if you're a non-spouse, if you're a kid, if you're some relative or just a friend that's inheriting an IRA, rules are a little bit different. You got better be aware of it. Uh, that's all coming up along with the boss segment, business owners, their savings and security right after the break. Then we'll jump into more with the Kowal Investment Group. One more thing I forgot, Jeff, and I'll let you just talk about your locations because recently you've added the Delafield location, Jeff. Well, not only that, yes, we have the Delafield location, downtown Delafield. Uh, it's a great location for anybody in Lake Country, anybody in southeastern Wisconsin. It's just a great location for us. Our world headquarters is in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, our galactic headquarters. Uh, Port Washington, Phoenix, um, Racine on Highway 20 and, and 43. And I, just last week, I was in the Cape Coral, Florida office all last week. So there, 
um, at least five offices, Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Racine, Delafield, and now Cape Coral. So six offices. The uh, Cowell Investment Group also has a phone number that we send questions to, Jeff, and that's what we do in the show. If you have any retirement question or want to follow up, 262 522 is the website. And uh, Jeff, how about if we take a quick break? And then we'll come back and jump into your topic of the day. Sounds great. TheKowalWay.com. In fact, I'm looking at it right now, and that Jay Weber event is on there. That's coming up again Thursday, October 26th. It's free, but you must register on the website, 530 to 7 on Thursday night, the 26th at the Milwaukee Marriott West, TheKowalWay.com. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Passing your business on to a family member is not as simple as saying, hey, this is all yours now. Having a proper succession plan in place is essential, not only to the transfer of your business, but to the overall success of the business after you leave. To ensure that your business is passed on successfully, there are three main components you will need to consider. One, be mindful of time and finances. It takes much longer to receive full sale price when transferring a business to a family member. Ensure the person you're passing your business on to is prepared and qualified to take on the financial responsibility. Two, choose the right successor. Just because you've always dreamed your son or daughter would take the business over doesn't mean that it is the best plan. Ask yourself if this person really wants the business. Does their vision align with yours? Do they have the skill set to be successful? And three, don't overlook tax planning. Start working with your tax professional now to prevent being blindsided by negative tax implications associated with transferring your business to family members. These three components will get you started, but there are several elements you should consider when creating a succession plan. Don't go it alone. Enlist a team of professionals to help guide you through this process. If you need help planning for the succession of your family business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Here on WISN, Jeff Kowal and Marie McFarland hosting the show today. I'm Paul Cronforst. A lot coming up. You just heard the boss segment, business owners, savings, and security. Jeff, you work with individuals, retirement planning for businesses, owners as well. So as Marie said in the first segment, a lot going on with planning for the retirement, Jeff. And now this segment, we turn to you, my friend. What's up? Well, just like Marie said, for business owners, it makes sense to look at 10 years out because are you, and Marie said, do you have different tax buckets? Do you have some that are tax-free, some that are taxable? And are you relying 100% on your business for your retirement? You have to be aware that that's uh, part of your retirement, but may not be all of your retirement, your business. So uh, at least pay attention to that and come on and see us when you're seven to 10 years out for retirement. Um we have lifelong relationships with our clients. Um, money is important, and I don't want to minimize the importance of money, but that's not the only thing. And when somebody passes away, like we had a number of them over the last couple of weeks that are long-time good clients that we've known for a long time. And you get, you know, uh, um, 
we help them. We help the beneficiaries through this. Spousal beneficiaries, not that it's easy, but it's pretty clean how uh, you, you can do with a spouse beneficiary. But many times, many IRAs will ultimately go to non-spouse beneficiaries, as mentioned, maybe kids or somebody else. So when these beneficiaries inherit the funds, there are special rules. Inherited IRAs are not like your personal IRA. Uh, this is an Ed Slot uh, article, and Ed's been a friend of mine since 99, so we've known each other for a long time. We get some inside information from him. But also, when um, Wall Street Journal or, or when, new public, when new rules come out for uh, retirement, Wall Street Journal, all the magazines go to Ed Slot's organization to find out, okay, now what does this mean? Well, first, with regard to inherited IRAs, is that you cannot contribute to your inherited IRA. You, once, you made, once you inherit that, you can't make contributions to it. If you do have your own IRA, you cannot add these funds to your inherited IRA or vice versa. These remain separate. The rules are separate for inherited IRAs. Required minimum distributions are separate from your IRA. So you can't make contributions to it, and you can't combine the, the two accounts, IRAs and inherited IRAs. Next is that you can move your inherited IRA. Um, a lot of times beneficiaries will say, well, I was with this firm forever and I don't want to move it or I can't move it. And sometimes they'll tell you you can't move it. That's not true. If you're unhappy with the investment choices of the custodian, you can move your inherited IRA to another custodian. And again, as Marie talked about, maybe you bring it over, especially if somebody passed away. Let's make sure your wills and trusts are up to date. Make sure everything transfers on a tax efficient basis. Address all areas of planning with your inherited IRA. Next is that you may be able to do a QCD, a Qualified Charitable dis Distribution. So if you're charitably inclined, you may be able to take advantage of a QCD and move up to $100,000 of your IRA funds annually directly to the charity of your choice in a tax-free transfer. But you have to be, and that's why it says you may be able to, you have to be 70 and a half or older to do it. Um, let's move on to another one. You cannot convert your inherited IRA. Nice try. Uh, if you have an IRA, you can convert your IRA to a Roth IRA. And Marie and I both like that. The fact that, uh, especially now that tax uh, rates are lower, uh, President Trump's tax cuts are set to expire at the end of 2025. So if you want to convert your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, next couple of years are a great opportunity to do it. 23, 24, 25 Go ahead, do it, do as much as you can over the next couple of years. But you cannot convert your inherited IRA. Many times, non-spouse beneficiaries are interested in having a Roth. Unfortunately, the rules don't allow for a non-spouse IRA beneficiary to convert their IRAs to Roth IRAs. Uh, next is that you may be subject to annual required distributions. Again, RMDs. Uh, you can't keep the funds in the inherited IRA forever. Again, nice try. I inherited this. I don't have to take RMDs. Um, yes, you might. Um, and eventually, you know, because you have nobody's paid the taxes on these. So the government wants their pound of flesh eventually. So you will have to uh, pay, do required minimum distributions, perhaps. If not, when your 10 year period runs out, possibly you're going to have to, well, you may have to drain the entire account at the end of 10 years. Uh, just a couple more items. Uh, we'll go through all these, but your distributions may be taxable, but there won't be a penalty. This is kind of interesting because you, you were, I always worry about, you know, are we missing some rule? Is there something that says that our clients are going to be subject to a penalty if we do or don't do something? Well, in this case, 
Their inherited IRAs are never subject to a 10% early distribution penalty. However, if you inherit a traditional IRA, it's likely that the distributions you take will be taxable. Unless, of course, you inherit a Roth IRA, then you have an inherited Roth, which you'd be pretty fortunate to be able to do that. Be able to do that to get the uh, a Roth IRA and have that tax-free forever. The taxes were already paid. That's one reason why we do a lot of it for our clients, because they'll... Uh, many times that'll be the last asset they'll ever use with the Roth, but you can't do it with inherited IRAs. And last is that you should name a successor beneficiary. So when you inherit an IRA, it makes sense to name a beneficiary. If you don't, the default provision in the IRAs are likely to apply. In many cases, this means your funds won't go to your, would go to your estate rather, which means the more taxes at a time at the expense of probate. So you can name a beneficiary, you should name a successor beneficiary for your inherited IRA. So don't get surprised if you're a non-spouse beneficiary, if you're a kid or relative that's inheriting some money, make sure you pay attention to those rules. Give our office a call. We deal with it all the time. Uh, again, we, our clients like it and they, that they can trust us. They know that we handle this. They know we keep up to date with these inherited IRA rules. And just to add to that, um, I agree with everything Jeff said, and I also want to point out that spousal inherited IRAs, even though it seems like an easy thing, okay, I'm inheriting my spouse's IRA, it might not make sense that you should, it may make more sense to keep it as an inherited IRA versus putting it under your name. So even spousal inherited IRAs are a little complex and they need some planning pieces put behind it as well. And some advice. How would I know about this kind of stuff, Marie? You come right? to me. <laughs> I, I go to somebody like Marie, a certified financial planner, somebody at the Kowal Investment Group. There are so many things that go into a retirement plan. And Jeff, that was great stuff. By the way, we should mention when we come back, we're going to get right to the wealth management and preservation segment. We heard the boss segment today. Good advice from Marie McFarland, certified financial planner, and Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. If you've got a question for the retirement clinic, please call them at 262-522-4040 or check out the kowalway.com. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, we are back with the retirement clinic every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. The founder of the Kowal Investment Group hosting the show, Jeff Kowal, along with Marie McFarland, certified financial planner. And this segment, Jeff and Marie, is called the Wealth Management and Preservation Segment. Take it away, Jeff. By way of background, this shows for those or this segment for those with a million dollars or more. Uh, historically, you work a lifetime to build up your assets. Once you accumulate a million dollars, you have special issues and problems to contend with. How do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs if you want to, or spend it throughout your lifetime? So that's the objective. And this is, says once you, again, once you've accumulated a million dollars, could be half a million dollars in your retirement plan, half a million dollars in other investments, two million of life insurance could be million, five million, ten million, twenty million dollars or more, this segment is for you and this segment is especially for those with twenty million, fifty million, hundred million. I think those are important because this is a, a an article that talks about estate planning ideas to blunt the sunset of the Trump tax cuts. 
So the clock is ticking, and I mentioned it earlier, that the 2017 Tax Cuts and Job Act expires at the end of 2025. With that uh, also goes tax, uh, uh, Trump's estate and gift taxes, um, including the doubling of the lifetime exemption limits. Let me explain what that is. Uh, previously said 5.6 million for individuals and $11 million for couples. The act raised these limits to 11 million for an individual and $22 million for a couple. And now it's up to about 13 million for an individual and $26 million for a married couple. Why is that important? Well, what's going to happen is that if the wrong party gets in, <laughs> in 2024, they could let those tax cuts expire or modify it dramatically, and it may go back down to about 6 or $7 million for an individual. Still a significant amount, but what if you're one of those that has a significant amount of assets? Well, one of the things that you can do to head that off is to uh, gift a life insurance policy. One option involves doing that via an irrevocable trust in order to transfer the death benefit to the next generation without incurring income or estate taxes. That's that's a key. Um, life insurance generally is always income tax-free, but if your estate is large enough, it can incur estate taxes. And that's why if you can give the policy away, put it into a trust, get it out of your estate, that those life insurance policies will not only be income tax free, they can always be a state, also be a state tax free. Uh, Marie, any comments on that? Yeah, and just to clarify, from a beneficiary standpoint, it's still tax free. But like Jeff had mentioned, from an estate income tax standpoint or valuation standpoint, it would be included. Um, and the life insurance policies for higher net worth individuals, you can get pretty creative with those type of policies. And Jeff and I were working with clients currently that we're going to have life whole life insurance policies where we utilize income as a part of their planning. Um, so we use the cash value inside the policies to provide income while they're in retirement. So getting back to what Jeff had mentioned is this is a unique opportunity to create the best retirement plan for you and not avoid taxes, right? You still have to pay your taxes, but try and make it as tax efficient as possible. Marie, with these Trump tax cuts expiring the end of 2025, right? Correct. Uh, there are some changes that may need to be tweaked to your plan. Uh, that's the overall thought, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Je Jeff, you want to kind of wrap that up? That's something that everybody hears. Hey, those tra Trump tax cuts, they're, they're expiring. What does that mean to me, right? Well, both from an income tax standpoint, where you want to, again, maybe accelerate income to get the lower tax brackets, but also from an estate tax standpoint, if you go from $20 million or $26 million exemption down to $14 million, for a lot of people, that's pretty significant. And if you can get that money out of your estate, prioritize your philanthropic planning with charitable gifts, uh, established charitable remember tr remainder trust. There are a number of things, you know, don't try this at home. Go to a professional who works with this all the time. We have trusted partners, uh, estate planning attorneys and CPAs that work with us to make sure that it gets done properly. Yeah, lots of good guests on the show. One of them is coming up next week as we talk about Medicare. We'll tell you about that. The Jay Weber event coming up Thursday, the 26th of October. And some final thoughts from Marie McFarland and Jeff Kowal. Here in the Retirement Clinic, we continue with the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. 
wrapping up today's retirement clinic, but a couple of minutes left here. First off, Marie McFarland, Certified Financial Planner at the Kowal Investment Group. Great job today. Thank you for being here along with Jeff Kowal. That event with Jay Weber is coming up, Marie, right around the corner. Yes, we have the event with Jay Weber coming up Thursday, October 26th. And believe it or not, that's literally right around the corner. Uh, mark your calendars, 5.30 to 7 p.m. It's titled Planning for the Unexpected During Uncertain Times. I know you're going to find this so beneficial because it's going to go through topics such as the economy, navigating market volatility, the upcoming 2024 election, how to safeguard your financial plan, and more. Again, very important topics. You have to register. It's free, but you have to register. So go to the Um Again, Going to be a great host of panelists. Lots of questions will be answered. But Jeff's not the expert. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> Jay is not the expert. No, Jay's not the expert. <laughs> He's the moderator. And, of course, you're bringing in from the Kowal Investment Group, you're going to have Joe Still, Aaron Kowal, and Robert Carey, Chief Market Strategist for First Trust Advisors. Again, free. Check it out on the website, thekowalway.com. Hey, uh, Jeff, before we're out of time, great guest and topic next week. Absolutely. When you go to the events page at the thekowalway.com. The, the uh, tune in next week. Mark Maynard joins us for Medicare Discussion. He's always a popular guest, uh, an expert in that, and it's right around the corner where you have to make some decisions on that. Mark is a great guy, a guy that we trust with our clients on Medicare Discussions. Jeff, thank you for your uh, excellent show as always today. Have a good weekend. Thanks. You too, Paul. Marie, have a great weekend as you well. You too, Paul. Thanks. And of course, Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 p.m. News Blocks. Tune in for those market updates from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. More online, thekowalway.com, or any questions, 262-522-4040. This is WISN Milwaukee.